Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This, undoubtedly the worst podcast on the planet for makers and product designers. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome, Jackers. Hello, Matthew Larkin. Hello, Andrew Jackman. Very formal. How are you, buddy? I'm well. Good to see you. Yeah, it's a bit chilly today. It is a bit fresh. I've rugged up for the garage. So have I. It's lovely to be here. We Once again, we're going a little bit of top shelf action, Jackers, just to warm up. Yeah. A bit of bourbon. Uh, well, Jack Daniels is not a bourbon. Isn't it? I learnt that. Here's a funny story for you. Straight off the top. I went on a road trip with three mates mm-hmm. f- uh, across the United States. Nice. We hired a Dodge van, very A-Team-esque oh, van, it. hired it in Washington and drove all the way across the United States to California. Wow. A bit like European, uh, National Lampoon's <laughs> vacation. Wally <style>. World. <laughs> and one of the stops we made was um, in uh, Tennessee. Ooh. To the Jack Daniels factory. Yeah. And we did a tour of the Jack Daniels factory. Super. And someone asked the guy, is Jack Daniels your favourite bourbon? And he went, Jack Daniels is not a bourbon. Oh. It's Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, so I'll never, stand corrected. Never made that mistake again. Shit. Yeah. Was it good? Uh, the tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was awesome. Is this the same bottle that you and I might have purchased in Costco only a matter of uh, like two weeks ago? This is one of those 1.75 litre bottles. It's literally got probably enough for two drinks in it left. Jeez, Jackers. I know that uh, you've had a fair bit of spare time in your hands, but uh, Struth. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, though. Gave it a nudge. Gave it a good nudge. I'll take a picture of that yeah. and put it on the socials. Uh what have you got this week, Jackers, in terms of ideas? Um, we are headed to the world of hygiene. Really? Personal oh, thank hygiene. God. Personal hygiene. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit ripe. What do you got? Well, I've got another app. I feel <laughs> like I'm stuck in app territory at the moment. But I don't know. It just occurred to me that there's these apps – that I think haven't been invented, and which is amazing because there's thousands, millions of apps, and you reckon they'd all be done. But I reckon there's a room for one more. Just just one more in the app store? Yep. And this one, unlike a lot of my ideas, is for the ladies. Oh. It's for the ladies, this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But before we jump in, hey, if you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome aboard. Yes. Cheers. If... You and I were children's toys, Larko. <laughs> I'd be Ken from the Barbie and Ken yep. range. <laughs> Handsome, yep. muscular, somewhat weird between the legs when you take his pants off, <laughs> and not the most popular choice amongst the ladies when it comes to their Christmas list. No. But Larko, you would be a Nintendo Switch. Fancy, popular. You can't quite hold him with one hand, 
but if you put him in front of the kids, he'll keep them entertained for hours. <laughs> so, so true. I like it. Very good, Jackers. Should I jump in? Yeah, please do. I'm excited. So I'm in the world of dental hygiene this week, okay. Marco, and I wanted to start by asking you a question. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you went to the dentist? Shit. A very long time, I hate to say. Um, in fact, I've been getting a bit of pressure to that regard, but um, I don't tend to go uh, unless there's an issue. It's one of those things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if there's something hurting, <laughs> I'll have to get myself down there and get it sorted out. I've had a couple of bad experiences at the dentist, Jackers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, when I was, I don't know, 17, I think I had to have my wisdom teeth out. Um, and they were impacted, which is a thing. What does that mean? I don't know, but I think that means that um, the gum is like growing over the top or something like that. So it means you go to hospital to have. We well, not always, but quite often you go to the hospital to have them out. Yeah. So it was surgery. It was a general anaesthetic to get these wisdom teeth out. And I woke up and just my face was swollen up like bloody. A Victoria plum strapped to each side of my face. And, of course, you're a bit nauseous from the anaesthetic. So, you know, you're vomiting and stuff with a mouthful of stitches. No good. No good. Um, And then I had to have a a tooth pulled in the chair one time. And that's exactly as as you think it would be. Um, It's funny because I watched Little Shop of Horrors the other night with the Steve Martin scene where he's the dentist. You remember that? Best scene in the movie. But, uh, yeah, literally some guy getting in your gob with a set of pliers to pull out that tooth. Mm. And it's no good. So I did – actually, I had a friend of mine um, who was a dentist, and she was great to go because I kind of feel like dentists go, hey, going, let's have a look at your dental history. This guy hasn't been to the dentist since 1997. ka <laughs> Yep. Yeah. We're going to find plenty wrong with this guy yep. under the hood. And, uh, yeah, strap yourself in for fillings and root canals and bloody God knows what. Whereas she was, like, pretty honest and said, no, no, you're all right. You know, let's just do that. She didn't make, you know, lecture me about uh, dental hygiene and do you floss and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But uh, selfishly, she went off and had a couple of kids, and now she's um, not working. So, yeah, you need to find yourself. Another need dentist. to find a new dentist, but I'm not. I'm not wrapped in the prospect, to be honest. What about you, buddy? I had a couple of teeth pulled when I was younger. Yeah, um, and the first experience that I had at the dentist, um, and having a needle mm. put in my gums. Yeah, um, I think this was back in the day before they gave no. They gave you laughing gas. They don't give laughing gas anymore, by the don't way. They? Did you know that? No. You used to sit there and get high and yeah. then they'd give you the needle. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Made it all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so I must have been uh, probably grade six, I reckon, and the dentist gave me the laughing gas, which, you know, kid in grade six was great, mm-hmm. and then pulls out this rotten great big needle yep. and gave Love. it to me. And then they got to wait for the, the needle to, well, the anaesthetic to kick in. And the, I think the dentist must have turned his back. And first time having any sort of anaesthetic, I had no idea that it's supposed to make your mouth go numb. Yeah. And I started chewing on my bottom lip, which oh, was wow. completely numb at the time, going, oh, that's weird. I can't feel 
my bottom lip. Yeah. And ended up chewing through, not right through, but chewing the inside of my lip. And oh, it was geez. bleeding everywhere. And the nurse is like, uh, doctor, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a problem here. Yeah. And he's like, shit. Oh, Jesus. And uh, mopped it all up and had a teeth, a tooth pulled. Gross. Probably a similar experience to you. But I then went and had my wisdom teeth. Or ha- no, the dentist said you need to have your wisdom teeth out, mm-hmm. like in high school, in year nine or something. Yeah. And he said, you can have it done in the chair under a local or you can go and have it in hospital under a general. And I'm like, I'm going the general. Yep. I don't want to see some bloke with his foot on my chest no. and a pair of pliers exactly. trying to pull four teeth out. Yeah, exactly. I came out of hospital. I actually asked them, can I, can I keep the teeth? <laughs> Did you? Yes. <laughs> have you still got them? No. Oh, right. But they sat- um, on the mantelpiece in my bedroom for a couple of years, and at one point, I think I decided to open it up, and oh, oh, oh. stinky, and I, I yeah, no good. Throwing them out, it's no good. No, good. I don't understand. Like, what are the purpose of wisdom teeth? If they get taken out, it's like the appendix. Yeah, like, they were whipping them out all the time. What, what? What's the point? I think isn't it like a carryover from um, when we were. Uh, um, <laughs> cavemen, cavemen, really? I think so. I think really? it's something like that. Now that's crazy. And they just don't serve any purpose anymore, so they pull them out. I always used to find too, especially when I was in that that age group, you know, year nine, ten, late teenage years, when you know the hormones are raging, jackers, and uh, it's all about the ladies, and always the dental hygienist would be a really pretty girl. Yeah. So you're sitting there going, hey, how you doing? What's uh, what's happening? Putting on these sunnies so I'm looking all cool. Hey, and next thing she's sucking spit out of your mouth. <laughs> so how attractive can that be? Staring up your nose, sucking spit out of your gob and looking at your horrible teeth that you haven't but you'd taken care of properly. <laughs> really sick. It always used to make me feel insecure because it was like, oh, this girl's gorgeous and look at what she's having to look at. That yeah. reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld when Jerry goes into the dentist <laughs> and they put him under a general anaesthetic and he wakes yeah. up and the dentist is doing up his shirt. Yeah, the, that's the, Brian Cranston. The, the nurse, yeah, it is too. That's Breaking right. bad fame. That's right. Yeah. He suspects that- Tim, Tim Watley. Tim Watley. There you go. That's right. Yeah. No need to stop and Google that, everybody. <laughs> but dental hygiene has come a long way. Yes. I visited um, Sovereign Hill in Ballarat, the historic 1880s gold mining what tourist, is attraction. tourist attraction in Ballarat. Yep. And they had a setup of what the dentist would look like there back yep. in the 1880s. <laughs> no anesthetic there. No. At all. No. <laughs> and it was so realistic that they had um, – they, I think they had like an apron of what the, the dentist would have wore in those times covered in blood. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Well, they got – it was like, you know, two choices here. Well, pretty much one choice. We pull out the tooth. I think that's it. You know, what, what were their other options? That one hurts, right. It's that one out. or die. Yeah. It's like, you know, leeches <laughs> or we're cutting it off. Yeah. Pretty much they're our options at this stage. But the advancements in technology, even like over the last 15 years with dentistry, has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like the um, people that don't have any teeth rather than getting false teeth now can get entire implants screwed into their yeah. mouth. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. And I think that even those needles and stuff, like don't they, they rub like a numbing gel yeah. on your gum so that you don't feel the needle when it goes in. But yep. oh, just. 
it, your mind does amazing things, Jack, because you see the size of that needle and immediately you're just quivering with fear. Have you seen some of these um, people that have the veneers? Mm. The, so they have their, their original teeth yeah. still in, but they have these fake veneers put on the front. <laughs> some of them are way too white, yes. have you noticed? They stand it's out. It's so obviously dark. fake. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, my dentist, the last time I went to the dentist, mind you, was probably uh, a couple of years ago. And I'm the kind of person, no doubt you're like this as well, mm-hmm. who does all their flossing like the day before that they oh. should have probably been doing weekly of for the course. last two years. Absolutely. <laughs> but my dentist is pretty cool, expensive, but pretty cool. Mm. And I quite liked him. And in his dental surgery, He's got a TV mounted to the ceiling. Oh, clever. And you walk in and he gives you the Apple TV remote and he goes, just pick what you want. So last time I went, I sat there watching some episodes of The Three Stooges (laughs) while he was doing some fillings. Really? It was really good. It's an odd choice. Yeah. And how'd you go? Were you laughing? <laughs> that in place of the laughing gas? <laughs> Maybe. There you go. I seem to cope quite well. It's, um, yeah, slight distraction to the whole procedure. Highest paid university graduates, I think dentists are. Are they really? Yeah. Again, probably need to stop and Google that, but I think that's a, there's two facts about dentists that you often hear thrown about, and that's one, and the other one is that there's quite a high suicide rate. I've heard that too. Yeah. But yeah, very, very highly paid university graduates. Them Aaron. and um, air traffic controllers. Really? Is that the other one? Not, not, not sure. being paid, but suicide. Oh, yeah. I can, I can see that. That would be a highly stressful job. Very stressful. That would actually be a really interesting job, though, I reckon. Mm. It would. Having the, li- having the lives of thousands of people yeah. in your hands. Absolutely. Somewhat stressful. <laughs> Are you a regular um, doctor go-to person? Do you go and get checkups? Same deal. Same. Only when I'm sick. Yeah, same. I wouldn't go just to go, can you just check me out? Oh, although I have gone just to get blood tests. Yep. Not because I suspected anything. I just thought, nah, it'd be worthwhile just getting some tests done, Yep. see how I'm faring. I don't at all. As I say, there's always got to be some sort of issue. And again, when I get there, it's always like, you know, in and out. I've got, you know, a sore throat. I've got this. Sort that out. Give me a prescription. I'm on my way. But it's like they have to fill the half hour or something that yeah. they're booked so they start looking for other stuff. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Just fix that. But, but also the fact that, Hey, you're behind time anyway. That's right. Fucking just give me my prescription. I'm out. That's it. And you'll catch up. What is the deal with doctor's surgeries, by the way? If you book and you're, say, the second person, you've got the 9.30 appointment, right? Why the fuck are they already late? I don't know. How Have you ever been to the doctor, a GP I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they are bang on time. Never. Never, ever, Never, ever. once. Get to catch up on all my gossip in the gossip magazines <laughs> of, of back from buddy 2002 from the magazines in the waiting room. I reckon that's Crazy. like it. So annoying. Hashtag here fix this, right? And here's how you fix it. The booking is you've got 30 minutes, yep. right? Now, old Betty goes, <laughs> goes in there, right? And it drags on a little bit. But if you knew that beyond that 30-minute window, you get charged extra by the minute. 
you fucking watch how quickly old Betty yeah. gets through her, her appointment. Absolutely. They would be bang on time. Yep, 100%. 30 That's minutes it. surely is enough yeah. to check someone out, work out what's wrong, give them some advice, give them their prescription, update their records, whoosh, out the out door. Out you go. What is going on in this? No, they, don't, they need to sort that out. It reminds me of a quick story, if I can, Jackers. Go for it. I've always had a slight phobia with doctors, um, particularly female doctors, and I'll tell you for why. So when I was a young teenager and BMXs were all the rage, Jackers, do you remember back in the day when the BMX bike was all the rage? Did you have toughs? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. Did you? I did. Not, not my first bike. My first bike was just the worst bike ever in the world. And I actually asked for bits for presents. So I'd, you'd get a new set of handlebars and change them to BMX. So eventually I had a BMX put together. Nice. Uh, and, but the frame was this old crappy bike. But I had the toughs on that, I think. Everyone wanted Love the toughs. Were they blue? I think they were. Really? There you go. Blue toughs. Blue toughs. BMX bandits. Big, big film and an early... Uh, Nicole Kidman with a massive, great big afro of red hair. Yeah. Um, anyway, I used to ride around our house. We lived outside of Ballarat a little bit and had a little bit of land, and I used to be fanging around on my bike and had this jump, which is a big pile of dirt, and I used to go get, get a whole heap of speed, as in I'd be riding fast, <laughs> and I'd go over the, go over the the jump and I was having the best time ever and sort of pop monos and do little tricks and stuff and uh, anyway so one time I've come on over off the jump a little bit on an angle sideways landed and fallen down and the handlebars have swiveled swiveled around and hit me right in the balls so I'm in all sorts of pain and we immediately rushed to the doctor's Female doctor, female GP. Right. I'm like 16. Oh. So it's all happening. Pants down, and in my groin is just this enormous, great big blown up bruise, yellow, black, horrible, ready bruise thing. And she's playing with the business, and it's all happening. We've just gone from an M rated podcast <laughs> to possibly R rated. Definitely. I should have given some sort of uh, warning at the start of all this, but it was it was traumatic to say the least. To the point that now I you know when you go to certain professionals um for me I prefer to see a male doctor and particularly if it's anything below the waist. It's just there's a thing it's a bit of a childhood trauma type thing that you know, just I know it's not right. I'm not trying to be weird or anything here, but it's just I, I get flashbacks and it's no good. One time I was feeling a bit run down, a bit shitty, and so I bit booked in to go and see the um, doctor and I because I had a lump on my neck and it felt like my glands might have been up and I thought it might have been mumps or something like that. So I've gone along to see my usual doctor. His name was Dr. Suss. <laughs> Not Dr. Seuss, Dr. Suss. What a bad name for a doctor, Jackers. Anyway, so this guy, and he was notorious for never being there. He was always taking holidays. And in the reception, there was all these postcards of all these glamorous international holidays that he'd been, you know, pictures of the fucking uh, pyramids and bloody Africa and fucking all over the place this guy's been. Never there. But uh, it was quite a good doctor back in the day. And But he wasn't there. So you'll have to see 
Dr. Penelope Smythe or something. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, beautiful young woman, here we go again. But I'm thinking, that's no, it's fine. She's going to feel my neck. Tell me it's this. I'm on my way. But Jackers, it's a glandular swellage. And where do you have glands? Under your armpits and in your groin. So the pants are off again. (laughs) Fear getting the groin felt up again. No good. No good at all. So I just avoid it, to be honest. Thanks, mate. One thing that um, I find – well, let me ask you this question. When you're brushing your teeth, back back to the main topic, do you brush your teeth twice a day? Yes. You do? Yes. I only brush my teeth once a day. You Rude bastard. Only in the mornings. Really? At evenings, I just don't do it for some reason. Okay. I don't know. Laziness? I just, I, probably. Yeah. Actually, yes, it is laziness. <laughs> Which brings me to my idea this week. Okay. For those of us who might be a little bit lazy or a little bit forgetful, the inspiration for this idea came a few weeks ago, and I was watching an episode of Mr. Bean. And it's the episode when Mr. Bean goes to the dentist. That's great. And he wakes up, the start of the episode, he wakes up at home and he wakes up a bit late because he uh, he hits snooze, snooze a couple of times. Yeah. Very, very me. Yeah. He hits snooze a couple of times and he wakes up and pinned to his wardrobe door is the picture of a big smile and the, the, the time, 9.30 or something like that, and he wakes up and he's all dreary and he looks at this thing and panics, realising it's like 9.30 yeah. now, and he has to rush to the dentist. <laughs> and on his way to the dentist, in his little mini car, yep. he's dressing. Do you remember That's this? Right, yeah. he's, dre- he's getting dressed and he gets in the back seat and he slips on his pants, and he's luckily he's remembered to bring – his toothbrush and his toothpaste. And so he starts brushing his teeth in the car and then to rinse, he leans out the window That's right. and he uses the, the windscreen, windscreen fluid from the windscreen wipes so to rinse his mouth out and he gets there just in time. God. And, of course, they're behind. Yeah. <laughs> He's he late. Has to wait. He has to wait That's so good. in the waiting room. It's such a clever show. No, virtually no dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so different to like Blackadder and all the other shows that Ryan Atkinson did. Um, yeah, very, and very clever. And it stands up really well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's funny. So I was watching that episode going, oh, I wonder if there's a way that I could brush my teeth on the way to work. Yep. Because that's three minutes extra sleep. Yes. For me. Absolutely, which is important. So I came up with an idea. Okay. So here, make this the mouth guard toothbrush. Nice. So great drawing. Let me talk you through it. Please do. This is like your standard sporting mouth guard. Yep. But you pop it in and it's filled with some toothpaste yep. and it has a little on off button here. Yep. And some brushes that are built in on a little track that goes around the mouth guard while it's in your mouth. So you're on your way to work, you haven't done your teeth, not a problem, lean over to the glove compartment, pull out the mouth guard toothbrush, pop it in, turn it on, it's cleaning your teeth. Fantastic. That's your top jaw teeth action first. Top jaw, and then then you turn it over. over. Bottom teeth. Bottom rows. 
Dark. Fantastic. Is there any sort of water involved, Jackers? Uh, oh. Like, you know, where you have to lean out the window I guess just you to be out the window. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Well, that's okay. You know what? You just you, it, you'd sell it with um, some sort of rinse that you could use, like as a well. bottle of water. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> that you keep in your car. That'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah. If only they had like a center console thing where you could put a <laughs> where you could put a bottle of water. Yeah. yeah. No, perfect. Just make that. Okay. Some sort of cup holder. Some kind of cup holder and some kind of vessel yep. that held water in it. Yeah, see, because you can do the spit. You can just the spit out the spit window. Out the window. <laughs> All these people driving to work spitting out the windows on the freeway. Well, there's always a flow-on effect, isn't there, for any sort of new technology gets invented. So iPad gets invented. Suddenly there's uh, an incremental increase in fucking zombie kids never wanting to do anything else except stare at the iPad. Um so, yeah, no, that's all right. There's always a bit of a downside to any type of new technology. That's what the TV show Black Mirror is all about, Jackers. In suddenly case, spitting. <laughs> spitting out your window on the freeway. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you could make some sort of modern-day spittoon that you could take with you. Like, you buy that, but you can also buy, you know, water. Maybe this thing comes with special extra fluoride-added water, and then you go... <laughs> And spit that into your special travel spittoon. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we do the upsell. We're yeah. back in the ecosystem. We're creating an ecosystem for my toothbrush. Oh, I love it. Mate, just because of the fact that uh, that is something that happens and it would be just so easy to take it with you. Because, you know, sometimes, if, for example, occasionally I'll come here and we'll record this podcast and it'll be a lovely Friday or Saturday night and I'll stay the night and it's lovely. But, you know, I sometimes forget to bring the toothbrush and the next morning it's like, oh, jeez, yeah. bit rough here. So I'll, uh, I'll just have that in the glove box ready to go. Different varieties of, uh, of toothpaste available. Like oh, you yeah. can choose. Well, you can refill it. Yep. With, with other, whatever toothpaste you want. With whatever you want, yeah. And then you don't have to take your toothpaste with you. You just take your mouth guard. And I think that you, you could do the type of, um, like, would it be the sort of, like a mouth guard, like I've never played a lot of sport in my life, but I am aware of the fact that mouth guards normally, like proper sportsmen, get a mouth guard professionally made to fit their teeth, don't they? Yeah, well, maybe you'd need so to go to the dentist to get, yeah, but you could probably get maybe you could get like an off the shelf version, but then you could also go the next step and get a that ones that are actually manufactured to fit your teeth. Because what I'm thinking, Jack, is, is those little brushes that you've got in there, thin little thing. I mean, they're going in the old nooks and crannies, so it's almost as good as a, a floss situation. Yeah. The dentists could upsell them, couldn't they? Yeah, it'd be like the the mouthguard toothbrush Pro V. Yeah. <laughs> Pro V2. <laughs> Mate, I love it. I love it. That's how much I love it. Wow. Yep. 100% jackers. I mean, I'm starting to pitch in here with ideas. I'm excited about this one. That's fantastic. Can't believe you don't brush your teeth at night, Jackers. Jeez Louise. You're efficient. So <laughs> maybe if I had the uh, mouth guard, I would. Yeah, definitely. What would happen if you fell asleep with it in bed? Oh. You wake up like one of those Beverly Hills celebrities with the veneers, just <laughs> <laughs> fucking really white teeth. Absolutely. No, I love it, Jackers. That's a really good idea. Thank you, buddy. Thank you.
All right, Matthew Larkin. I'm giddy with excitement. Well, once again, Jack, as I've decided to do an app, mm. as I said at the top of the episode. Do I need to play my joker? Uh, no, I think I can tiptoe around this one adequately enough. But to be able to do this, this one, as I said at the top of the episode, uh, is one that I think that the ladies could benefit from. In order to properly explain myself and where this idea comes from, I'm going to have to uh, disclose something that I don't think you're going to be overly happy with me about. Um, It's possibly even more embarrassing than admitting that you don't brush your teeth at night time. Jackers... I watch Married at First Sight. Should I, I go? Do you want me to? Yeah, I'm just, just thinking. I'm off. I better go. It's not just going. It's like I'm reconsidering our entire friendship. <laughs> I've just Fair wasted enough. 30 years of my life <laughs> on you. I know. It's terrible. What are you doing? I don't know, Jack. Honestly, it is so bad. And the whole time you're sitting, I mean, reality TV, we've talked about a lot on this show. And you know that it's bullshit, and you know that it's manipulated, and you know that uh, you know these these the producers behind the scenes are engineering things, and that all these people are just want to be Instagram influencers, and they're all dickheads. Um, but you get sucked in, and of course, lots of people talk about it at work and stuff like that, so you feel like you're part of the conversation around the water cooler. Shit. I know, but it's te- it's fucking terrible, mate. So but it's hang on. hard to drag myself away from it. There has been numerous seasons of this show. There has. Did you accidentally stumble upon this? No, it has been watching a thing it, for- or has it been like a person in the family's been watching it, and you've just yeah, it was a little bit of that. It. it was like the first couple of years. It was like, and there's no way I'm watching this shit. And then after a while, it was just on, and I just happened to sit down and, like a tractor beam, Jackers, I was just sucked in and I could not get out. <laughs> like, there's a couple of, you know, attractive girls in there, you know, oh, from a perving point of view. Sense, right. So you'd be sitting there going, oh, and, you know, and yeah, you get caught up with the drama and all the stuff, and you think, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, these two look like they might be um, set for life. This, this couple might work out, and of course they don't. And then those two, you think, oh, geez, these guys got no chance. And then they kind of make it and it's terrible. And then they start sleeping with each other and it's all, it's just the worst show ever. Actually, I probably give you a pass here because I'm one to talk. I'm the guy that watched <laughs> the chicken coop in the in the Big Brother house <laughs> for five minutes when it was streamed live yeah, 24 hours point. a day. Good point. Yeah, fair <clears> enough. Okay, I'll let you go. Thank you, mate. And I'm not proud. And at least I'm I'm big enough to admit that I know that I'm uh, that it's it's a shitty waste of my time, mm. and uh, and I'm not overly proud of myself. But what it makes me think, Jackers, right? And this, hopefully this I can explain in a way that doesn't sound bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, you've got these girls, right? And I've, I've known, I wonder if you know or have known, been friends with, uh, with you know, girls, women over the journey where really good-looking girls, very attractive, great personalities, um, and for whatever reason, they end up with dickheads, and the pattern of behaviour just seems to be that they continually end up with these guys. And these guys are rude and they often mistreat them and they talk to them like shit and they don't help out around the house and, you know, they're going out on the piss with the boys and all this stuff. 
And you like whinge because I've always been the the friend that people will talk to and and whinge about that guy. And I'm like, what are you doing? You you, you know, you're great. Why don't you just finish it with this loser? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do, and it's like, oh, I've met someone fantastic, and it's exactly the same thing. I'm sure the same happens with guys as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think you know th- there seems to be a pattern of behaviour sometimes. I don't know where it comes from. There's a whole other like psychoanalysty type thing that we could probably get into. It's well above our try. pay grade. Absolutely, I won't defer to the lab because they're not qualified either. But something has happened in these people's lives where somehow they are, and maybe it comes from parents. Yeah, I was just thinking something that. like you that. Often you often know, see that, don't you? As well, yeah. Right? Um, whether or not the you know the parents have um, come. From uh, both of them were separated and, and there was a similar type of pat- pattern of behaviour there that gets repeated and repeated and repeated. But, Jack, is, I just feel like somebody needs to get involved to try and curb this behaviour so that these young ladies, when they're out there in the dating world, would be able to spot a douchebag from a mile away. Q1 right. Matthew Larkin. Correct them on that. So this is where I come in, Jackers, because all of these dating apps, right, these dating apps that are out there, and even before your dating app, there was obviously your dating websites where people go on there and they create a profile and they go on there and obviously they load the photos that they want to load. Mm-hmm. They put the profile up there of what they, how they want to project themselves and whatever that information is, and whether there's a picture on there of a guy holding a dog um, and the girls go, ooh, um, or, you know, a guy that's got his buddy, a sleeveless shirt on, he's got the guns out, and they're like, ooh, all these different things where that girl is attracted to that and continually gets attracted to that. Uh-huh. I want to come up with an app that basically a girl can use in conjunction with a dating app and they will be able to then sort the wheat from the chaff, Jack. One of the things that often has struck me with regards to dating apps and dating websites, I've never used one. No, me neither. Any kind of dating service or app or anything like that. But one of the questions I often had is you put in all of your information and create your profile and your likes and your dislikes and – um, you know, what you do and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That there's an algorithm that runs in the background that mm-hmm. matches you with other people. That's right. And I'm sure that the majority of that algorithm tries to match you with similar people. Correct. And for the most part, I kind of get why they would build the algorithm to do that because you want to find someone that's like you. But do you really want someone that's identical Identical to you. Yeah. I would prefer to have a partner who had some similar interests, Mm -hmm. but other things that I just wasn't interested in at all. Mm. Because you do you and you have your space and that's your interest and you go and do that. And that's fine. You love knitting. I don't like knitting, but you love it and I can see it brings you enjoyment. And if you're happy, I'm happy. Plus, I like to wear knitted goods. So, win-win. <laughs> Opposite attract type thing, Jack, is what you're saying. Yeah. Complimenting each other. So, who's Definitely. to say when the people are building these algorithms that they shouldn't sometimes look for the opposite of that? Because sometimes the opposites complement 
each other Correct. in a relationship. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Jaggers. And that's why um, I, and this, this is why this podcast works so well, because you've just used the word algorithm, which is exactly the word I wanted to use all along. You just couldn't I remember, couldn't what, remember it was. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but surely that information could also be a red flag for your douchebags. Yes. So, Jaggers, here, make this. The massive douchebag detector. Ooh, right. I like it. I so like this the is going to be able to work. Is that? Hang on. Before you go on, uh, it's a great drawing. Thank you. It's a drawing. Uh, I realise this is a podcast. It's not a visual medium. It's a drawing of a smartphone yep. with the pe- head of a person. Yeah. A little bit Ghostbusters style with yeah. a big red cross through it. And quite obviously, that person's head is a penis. Yeah, that's right. Like a knobhead. Yeah. Yeah. A dickhead. A dickhead. Yeah. Because, you know, call it what you want. I went with douchebag, but, you know, your your massive dickhead detector, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like this information on your dating app uh, could run in conjunction with this app. Okay. But it could also be something that – look, there's a lot of – a lot of the magazines, like your Cosmopolitans and stuff like that, used to have um, quizzes that you could enter in information. You know, does your partner do this? Tick this. Does your partner uh, do this? Tick yeah. this. And it would come up with a personality like type a profile. Base. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing, because this basically is the bloody Clarice Starling Silent <laughs> of the Lamb style. <laughs> Sorting it out with Dr. Hannibal Lecter, except instead of finding a serial killer who skins people, it's going to find out that your fella that you're courting is a complete muppet. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Right. Because that's the same type of guy that you have been with, you're going to end up going down exactly the same road. So is it also looking at your dating history as well? Yep. And working Absolutely. out, oh, well, this guy you were with for two months and you said he was a douche. Yep. And the person you're looking at here on this app fits that profile 75%. Correct, you shouldn't date him. So you could take, <clears throat> excuse me, you could take the information from this person's dating uh, profile they, they, um, and you could whack that into the massive douchebag detector. That would give you an answer. You could go out on a date and put the information in yourself based on the conversation that you had that night. If you were set up by a friend of yours, so if you had a friend say, listen, I've, I know this guy, he's single, he's a lovely fellow, you'd go, well, can we just run through a few things quickly on the massive douchebag detector? Let me ask you this, a series of questions, and it will give you a rating. <clears throat> now, it might be a rating where it's worth the risk because there's a little bit of douchebaggery, but... <laughs> But it's he's not a full-blown douchebag. And there's potential there for this person to be, um, you know, an acceptable partner with mild uh, douchery. douchery involved. So he's got like a douchebag risk factor. Yeah, absolutely. He's a four. Do you <laughs> he's accept? A, he's a four. He's a full-on five out of five douchebag avoid. So cancel the next date, you're out. Because you just know it's going to be no good. But if it's one or two... Eh, it's not too bad. Nobody's perfect. And I feel like this would stop all those pretty beautiful girls that just want to find a nice bloke who's going to treat them well uh, instead of getting these 
bloody arrogant assholes that ended up treating them like shit. One of the other things you could consider incorporating into your amazing app, uh, like, hey, is I reckon it would be valuable if you had the ability to ask that person's friends what kind of person they are. Yeah, that's right. Like if someone wanted to date you and they came to me and I went, he's a top bloke. You won't, you won't. Oh, he drinks a little bit too much, but you won't. <laughs> other than that, yeah. you won't take a wrong step with this bloke. Yeah. You're top bloke. Go for it. Heart of gold. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But it'll be like, well, you know, th- that sounds great, but let's run it through the old massive douchebag detector. What would your risk profile be on? I'd be douche- three. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. It would depend on who you're going to date, though, as well. Well, I Wouldn't think it? that's the thing. That's where the computer it's smarts. It's not just about you. It's about you and your match with whoever. Is Correct. Yeah, and that's where the algorithms might come into it. Yeah, algorithms. Yeah. That'd be a good name for a band. Yeah, <laughs> the algorithms. Matt Larkin and the algorithms. Actually, that would be. A good I might have name. to stop and Google that because that's uh, we done. That's good. So let's say you uh, let's go through a scenario. Okay. If you were um, dating, if we went back. What is it like? Twenty five years or whatever. My prime. And you were in your prime, and you were dating your soon to be wife at the time, and they had smartphones back back then <laughs> in the nineties. So massive. Uh, what what do your risk your douchebag risk profile be for when matched up with your current wife? Don't know. <laughs> not sure. Really. I should ask her. Yeah, probably. No, I think it's uh, mine's not too. I, I think you know. I was still. I was probably better than I am now. Really, like, <laughs> got worse with You've gone up. Anything. Yeah. No. I. Um, no. I've always been a good catch, Jackers. Yeah. Truth be told. Sorry. Yeah. No. I've always been a uh, because I'm. I'm not. Um, the kind of guys I'm thinking about, I'm not like that at all. I probably shouldn't say too much to alienate the audience and that. But uh, as I say, one for the ladies, not necessarily just for the ladies. I'm sure this could work for same-sex couples and it could work for uh, for a guy if he's worried about a girl type thing. But where the motivation for this came from was seeing these girls I'm married at first sight paired up with these absolute muppets and they just put up with it. Yeah. Because they go, oh, yeah, he's okay, top down. It's like, what? Really? No, 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 no. Surely there's nice guys out there that you don't have to put up with this. And these other blokes can just jog on. So what do you think? I like it. You like it? I think it's a good service to have. So it accompanies – it's not a dating app in itself. No. Right? It picks up on the profiles within the dating app you're looking at, and it kind of works out. Yeah, that's right. And I think that- um, So you can use it in conjunction with your Tinder or- Yeah, exactly right. I don't know any other dating apps. No, there's bloody heaps apparently. But, um, you know, maybe it it compiles data to the point that if you've had a few bad dates, maybe you could hit like a summary tab on your thing and it'll go, listen, dull, (laughs) sweetie. You just you, It's a very chauvinistic <laughs> app. It is a bit. <laughs> Listen, gorgeous. Um, <laughs> <Sweet nah. up. laughs> Love. Um, Dollface, I just, I'm here to tell you that you seem to be attracted is to- Is there blood. a voice in this app, is there? <laughs> no, I don't You're think so. You're imagining it's your no, voice. I am, yeah. No, I, I don't think so. Listen, honey bunny, <laughs> there seems to be a pattern of behaviour here that you are, seem to be attracted and go towards people that are an X type of personality. 
And there's, I get, you know, there's all these different sort of personality types that I feel like, you know, maybe they're the types that you need to avoid yeah. because they're not working out for you. You know what I mean? You, what you better know. would be if the app um, over time worked out who the douchebags were right. and actually filtered them out of your feed. Yep. So you never actually see them. At all. It just goes, nah. Well, yeah. It w- this bloke's no good for you. I'm not even going to show you his profile. Yeah. Well, that's a really good thing. That I don't know whether or not it, it will train the person to look for those telltale signs or whether a technology, it will literally just filter it out and just, nah, and it will automatically do it. So you don't even see that. So you're not even uh, tempted by the, the bloke with, you know, the handsome bloke patting his German shepherd. I really like the idea, Matt, because it's it's like a learning algorithm. Yeah. Do you know what machine learning is? No. Probably don't. It's a big no. word. So it learns from history right. about what's good and what's not okay. for you. There you go. And you could have some machine learning that it just learns over time what's good for you and what's not. Love it. And I think for that reason, I'm going to go- Wow. Fantastic, Jaggers. Thank you very much. A couple I, explosion. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest, because as I was getting into it, I'm thinking, I think I might have bitten off more than I could chew here. No. Thankfully, you used the word algorithm, <laughs> and suddenly it all made sense. Because, uh, And now we can just forget all about the fact that I watch Married at First Sight, and we can both move on with our delicious friendship. And you didn't refer to the lab. Didn't refer to the lab. Yeah. Well done, buddy. <laughs> See you next week. You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the ideas crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at hearmakethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later. You've been listening to Here Make This. All ideas presented here are copyright Here Make This.